0: Dysphasia is. I think it's it's sort of like when your body mixes up
1: sensory experiences, as in like you're smelling things you should be tasting, or or, or
0: yeah, or colors have sounds or some shit. Colors, okay. I think that's yeah. a bit of a stretch, but I, I, I get what you're saying. Or you p- get p- the concept, yeah, people yeah. can like hear so, because because they're they're wired different. Okay, and, and
1: like, are you about to go into like oh hey when you shit you taste <laughs> you taste butt your butthole or something <laughs> like that? Where are we going with this? <laughs>
0: I thought I'm not dysphagic, nor do I claim to be. However, I thought I experienced dysphagia because um, last winter was so cold. The bathroom was one of the two rooms in the house I kept warm. And I'd taken just a horrible morning dookie in there early that day and forgotten to ventilate it, and then walked into the room with a mouthful of ranch flavored corn nuts. And I just seized. My body could not interpret what I was experiencing. Because at one point, it's like, you've got the fucking fecal smell. Just blast your nostrils. And then you have a mouthful delicious. I just sat there. I was like, what's happening to me? I just what to do. Okay, 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 Yo, all that shiny shit, man. Yo,
1: Yo it's the big. The block. Jones I am liquidate... so glad that happened to you you deserve every moment Ooh. of your agony
0: it was Weirder than agony it was absolute neural discombobulation <laughs> I, I, I just like and what you have a mouthful of nut yum? And a nose full of yuck And I just I, I just stalled out like an old computer Water just fucking seized out on itself <laughs> And plus it was the only It was like one of the two warm rooms in the house was like, I could leave and taste the corn nuts But then I'd still remember the dump This is one of the many things That we have to deal with On Breakup Gaming Society Home to America's least responsible Board gaming group That is true uh, uh, You are here with the Overseer and the Father. May you fight long and well. Long and well, sir. And um, later on, uh, because the All Father has, you know, come to uh, be a local homie and bless our mic, we are going to get into a little uh, straight Jameson and a Jameson cocktail just to see how they stack up. Um, We're going to (laughs) play. I talked this poor bastard into playing uh, Space Hulk Death Angel with me. I've. By the way, we have se- several videos of me playing it solo drunk and losing.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: But, Excellent. <laughs> but but the game scales really nicely. It's set up okay. so that um, if you have two players, you have more Marines, but more shit spawns, and, 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 and. And it gets really ugly really fast. You either get on top of it, or it gets on top of you. But that's But that's the show... Allfather, welcome to the team Uh, was good to be here Yeah, right here we are uh, Of the house gradually cooling down in the southern command post A.K.A. Nurgle's Cauldron A.K.A. the Fortress Monastery
1: A.K.A. the cesspool Of... (laughs) It's just a cesspool
0: (laughs) Drink of the Week Drink of the Week So, this week it's Jameson Why? Because um, For the second time in two weeks I probably mentioned this during the intro. Uh, one of the locals, who I would call a homie, has come to our microphone. The odd, fa- the,
1: the bag daddy, the sir, <clears throat> sir. The term you're looking for is the All Father. Now, if you you might be familiar with this if you were educated, but it refers to Odin. You know, Odin, um, as in Norse mythology, and the All Father. He he carries know, presence more uh, or less, uh, and I feel feel my voice uh, permeates well enough that it fits. Okay, the All Father has recommended. I,
0: I asked him earlier, "What's one of your favorite drinks?" He said, JMO. I'm like, "Fucking a!" So we so we did a shot of it, shot of Jameson down. Um, and and of course, one thing because I usually when I do drink whiskey, it's usually a bourbon. Then one out of six times, it's a rye. Fair, uh, and of fair. course, uh, one thing I did like about that big neat JMO. we just threw back was um it's not as sweet
1: no but it's, it, but it's also not disgusting like scotch no it, it kind of does take a subtle note like honestly it doesn't like hit you too hard but it doesn't come at you like too softly like you know you drink it especially like if you drink too much and you end up throwing it up like the back taste like is inherently the same so are you saying like that So if you overdo it it's solid enough so even on the rebound it tastes good it doesn't taste terrible. You know what I'm saying? Like it's one of those that it just fucking through and through it is my it is my house whiskey. It is what I would say is the one that's just like one of those that uh You're go- I keep around with. Your go to, yeah. your staple. And and when yeah. you said you were coming, I this is the
0: summer I started fucking around with mixed drinks just because. Yeah. Because um I needed to remember more steps on the path between, hey, this tastes good and what the fuck happened here last night? <laughs> So, fair enough. So fair I've been enough. kind of just mixing up a drink, and I found on the Jameson website, just for fun, a, ver- a version of the press. Uh, you may have had a bourbon press before or a bourbon Presbyteria- right. pres- Presbyterian. It's a, usually a bourbon, some kind of form of ginger ale or 7-Up, sometimes a splash of soda, depending on your taste. And Literally, i was, uh, yeah, A lot of
1: people, it just uh, kind of takes that citrusy to it. But yeah, you are correct. that That's kind of how it runs. And you were telling me that you found on the website a... Jameson press. Yeah? yeah. You this is just simply what is it? Jameson, you just threw in some ginger ale and like squeeze and lime, right? All set on a, the rocks. The the,
0: the simple um to the point. I haven't had it yet. Uh all father. May you fight long and well. Aye. Yeah, that tastes like a press. That's a that's
1: a good summer drink right there. Yeah, sits down nicely. Whiskey doesn't overbear you, but you can drink it, and you can feel it like immediately start warming up your cheeks as it goes down, hits your belly. I like it. I, th- I think um, you're supposed to do it one
0: part JMO to two parts uh, ginger ale. I didn't measure
1: the ginger ale very carefully. I just eyeballed sh- that part, and then oh th- yeah, yeah, and that's fine because you know you just take a. I mean, we like to drink a little heavy anyway, so that's what we do here at Breakup Gaming Society. So there ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, as a matter of
0: fact, um, if if this got a little low, I might just spike it with another, like, boom, quick hit from the bottle, and like it just as much because I I don't like my liquor. I'll, I found I enjoy mixed drinks, but I don't like the liquor to be disguised
1: from me. I don't want. No, you still want to taste like the actual notes of whatever alcohol you are consuming. That's that's actually appropriate. I, I enjoy that. Have you? And I've personally being bit of a neophyte to the show and having listened to them the way I have. Um I notice you haven't had many on much in the regard of like craft beers or anything like that. It's generally like heavier liquor, is that correct? That yeah and that's
0: because most that me and my cast are fucking hardcore alcoholics and drug abusers There you go. I mean there ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and, and that's and, that's what we're working with. And when we're packing in out of a place when you've got the recording equipment, the the bottles, the cups the games, the thing, you know, stuff all over the place, which just gets really hard to pack out when you're drunk. I, I just wanted to keep that part. Says so I don't want to bring six ingredients in here. I want something to pour in a glass, start getting fucked up on, start talking about. But got
1: a kitchen now, so I'm mixing drinks. We got a kitchen down here in Southern Colorado. We're mixing the drinks up a little bit, and I'm thinking I want to bring over a craft beer one of these days. Going to bring over something a little bit heavy with a good ABV that we could have some talks about, like. You ever had a oh. beer that tastes like chocolate milk and fucks you up like this whiskey would? Yes. Um, Excellent. <laughs> uh, uh, it was a Boulder, the
0: Boulder Brewery Chocolate Nitro mm. that they were pouring in Portland, and uh, mm. I, drank, I drank them all afternoon. Yeah, that sounds appropriate. Was, Those nitro beers will
1: really hit you.
0: And, like, and play pinball. Point. I don't know what's better on a summer day than just... Drinking five chocolate stouts and just playing pinball all day. When I woke up the next day, my wrist
1: actually—you <laughs> just like tried to hit that high scores, or it's like, "Oh, I developed carpal tunnel." Oh, yeah. One day of pinball, uh, <laughs> and now and
0: now, yeah, the pinball bender on chocolate stout. But just because we have not brought beers, Anytime you want, just say, "Hey, I want this for drink of the week." We'll drink it and talk about it. Doesn't have to be hooch. There we go. All right, now we'll be back momentarily. With uh, uh, the All Father and um, I am uh, Lord Corporal
1: Cretan. The we're Dude. gonna keep, We're gonna leave it at the overseer. He is the <laughs> overseer. He sees all of what Breakup Gaming Society does, and he carries himself. in know how yeah, well he carries himself. We'll start there.
0: Game of the week. Yeah, I, yeah that you was, got me. That was... Wait. I thought they called you Gilligan's Odin? Gilligan's Odin. God, Uh, now you're just being annoying. uh, So here we are, Game of the Week. Game of the Week. Here with the Allfather and the Overseer. And so tonight, this is the first time again uh, I've had uh, the Allfather over to play. And I kind of said, hey, would you like to try a nearly
1: impossible game? Nearly impossible. Now, folks, we are talking a game with, it literally states in your rule book, you're looking at what, a 33%... Like win chance rate. On a good day. On a good day. Alright, this is the game that dictates that. Because that is what is based upon the dice rolling that you get. You are We are playing Space Hulk Death Angel. The card game. The, the card uh, game,
0: alright. Um, based on the old, it, this actually used to be an old board game. Where you would actually move figurines around alien style, but they abstracted no it. They abstracted it to a card game you could play cooperatively. Or Solo, which I've done, and, and I've featured uh, Death Angel before, but it's always been me, in which case I think you um, the spawns are much lighter, and I think you command two squads of Marines. Okay. But um, the, the, the beautiful thing has been seeing what a natural, tactical mind that
1: um, uh, the goat Father has. The Go-Father. Okay, that's wrong. All right. So I need you to get it correctly. It is the All-Father because we are now, many of you may not understand what we are speaking of, but we are now room three, third room in, no marines lost. Now, let me talk to, again, a common folk, because when you play games, aka filthy casuals, filthy casuals, if you will, um, there are a few premises that we can all relate to. Uh, You don't want to lose any of your team. Obviously, you don't want to. Yep. You don't want to yeah. die. And
0: and to set the scene for those who might not have watched the other many times, I've got drunk and recorded. And you can actually go on YouTube and see my little uh, Space Hulk uh, Death Angel battle reports. It usually, I usually collapse by the second or third room. But um, what happens is basically reenact. Imagine uh, it's in some far flung, disgusting universe where a very small squad of bulky armored and belligerent and committed people are trapped in
1: a place with not a lot of maneuvering room and lots of enemies. Lots of enemies. That's what we're facing. That's what we've held ourselves against this whole time. Strategically, me and the fucknut have held ourselves pretty well against every swimmer It That doesn't even away.
0: sound like Overseer.
1: Overseer, that's what it was. I'm sorry. It's, or
0: maybe it's a combination of titles. It's like, all hail, he is here. Overseer, fucknut. The Overnook. The overnight. <laughs> I can I can roll with that. But I I, I will say this, um, it's been incredible fun because I love the story this game tells, and the and and especially and I think the most thrilling moment is when you have a marine who is either outnumbered or has swarms of aliens on his uh, on his six and can't do anything about it. The fucking defense rolls have been amazing.
1: We have been quite on point for being. Where we're at right now, yes, we have held ourselves too phenomenally. Like, this game is going... We are running one of those trial runs as well, where it's just like, okay, let's play it a little more casually. Let's make sure we get the rules in. And we've held our own, folks. We have held our own completely in the Death Angel world.
0: Because one of the things that makes the game interesting is that for each squad of Marines you have, you have a limited amount of actions, and the game limits how much overt collaboration you can do with your partner like you say you can't say I want you to play X action in Y space but you can't say hey we're in trouble here and but but the, the, the pleasure for me my friend has been seeing A to the degree which you understand the, the sort of the, the tension of it and like when, oh, you, yeah. when, when you roll that big attack well, you're all that big defense, and you're just running around the room, and we're screaming like kids who just like won the state football championship.
1: <laughs> and all we did was pop a two with a little skull on top, of it <laughs> because that skull means we killed the infestation. Okay, the swarm, whatever you want to call it, folks, it's been intense. It's been lively. Our marines are killing.
0: So, right. um, and we'll, we'll be back later. Right now, we've marched into the third room with zero losses, which is usually an indication that you will at least get to the final room, which has a win condition, but um, Higlix Fagor, right now is when you do a mini bumper and we come back. So I, I'm gonna call it, this has been one of the- One of. There aren't that many games that run like this, my friend, I'm telling you, but- nope. um Right now, we are still from our starting eight marines, seven marines seven strong. Strong. Going in, we, we lost our psychic Lexiconum Calastarius. May he rest well. He fought long and well. And but uh, but now we are in the final room that has a control panel on it that, as we activate it, decreases the amount of available gene stealers. Uh, um, All Father, I'm calling this now. We win this walking away. Think I'm wrong,
1: overseer? I I feel a win in our in our range. Okay, we're gonna
0: come back just to make sure that we weren't disgustingly cocky, but I, I think we got we're this. We're feeling good. We're feeling good about this. Back in a sec with final cap for game of the week with Breakup Gaming Society. So for a second there, I was thinking maybe I was cocky, because but here
1: we sit. Because well, the fields of victory,
0: because not long after, did you hear that um not long after we announced that we, that we uh, attacked the final room with at the cost of only lexiconum Callistarius, brother Omnio and brother Valencia both went down. Omnio and Valencio
1: did fight well for us
0: but uh the but as of two minutes ago, the very Last jeans dealer just went down under hail of autocannon fire from Brother Leon. By the way, which has been happening a lot today. Sorry,
1: jeans dealers. Brother Leon has held his own. Thank you very much. With that three attack phase, it and, works and it I, works, kids. And, and all I want to say, All Father, is that I hope
0: this doesn't give you a distorted idea of this game because what just happened to us. Exceedingly rare To walk into the last room Almost at full strength And get
1: the winning condition Almost like it's clay pigeon shooting Um, We we did We did hit some shit But is unexpected Again we are playing a game Folks I need you to understand When they say that the game Has a win rate of about 30% Alright that is legitimate The odds of winning this game Are very very finite So yes we did, hit, qu- we did hit some very uh, quaint, some very just specific points with our strategy. We, wor- we worked very well in tandem together. Um, uh, although there was one point, which um, sometimes
0: um, if you get a, a, what I call a super swarm of gene stealers, mm. and that is um, a swarm that almost you cannot roll enough to defend against... Sometimes it will uh, cause a chain collapse with the whole column because it
1: will kill the next guy. But you rolled, let us let us hold this true <coughs> because our super swarm, <coughs> against our super swarm, ladies and gentlemen, we rolled exactly not only what we needed but just the perfect thing to stop that snowball yeah. effect that the Overseer has portrayed to us. Yeah, the, uh, there's one point
0: in which a, a, a swarm of gene stealers of nearly impossible out Standing size had converged upon Brother Omnio, and he rolled well you had a support token which you burned for a reroll, and on that reroll you rolled the, the one possible number to stay alive,
1: and I the think literal 15 percent chance that we had to hold that snowball effect. Brother Omnio did, I say and, and, and that he is- did die. He did die eventually, but he held it, he held him no he didn't. Brother Omnio well, yeah. he's still in the column. That's Brother Dino. Brother Omnio is dead. Oh, my bad. But um,
0: it's some, uh, any high gothic bullshit. But anyway, um, (laughs) there it is. Uh, That was a game of uh, Space Hulk Death Angel played with two characters, um, sorry, two players, which means two teams of four space marines, and... We kind of stomped them out. We
1: kind of held our own.
0: Yeah, G- good job, all father. We're gonna be back in a minute with track of the
1: week. Track, track of the get this barbershop quartet. Bullshit of here. What the hell yeah, this is this supposed to be a dance? Gerital boy band you, you got going on here? Yes that is kind of stupid. Fucking Next. relax and take a seat. Sit back and play the beats and blast it in your Jeep. It's the track of the week. I'm ratchet in the streets, talk trash to the geeks, get smacked in the beat. The track of the week.
0: So my my friend, I think we've decided you're a little bit younger than I am.
1: Just a few years,
0: yeah. (laughs) Maybe maybe a few decades, but in either case, you're asking me if I love Biggie. I said, uh, I've actually come to have a
1: late uh, appreciation of him, Okay. but you said you're going to... Have you ever heard the song Suicidal Thoughts by the Notorious B.I.G.? I do not think I have. Um, Excellent. Uh, I may have, but in either
0: case, why don't you lay a few seconds on me and we'll see how we feel. What the fuck
1: is wrong with you? When I die, fuck it, I want to go to hell. Because I'm a piece of shit, it ain't hard to fucking tell. It don't make man? sense going to heaven with the goody-goodies. Dressed in white, I like black tims and black oh. hoodies. I'd have probably have me on some real strict shit. No sleeping all day, no getting my dick licked. Hanging with the goody-goodies, lounging in paradise. Fuck that shit, I want to.
0: So I have to say, what's up? Um, By the time the whole Biggie Tupac era started,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I was already kind of over rap because I'd been.
1: Uh, Fair enough. Uh, I, that's an, a very excellent point. I'm glad you bring up because that's an age our, thing. That is one of our generational differences. But
0: I will say this is, and one thing I hate though is what is the the old head. He always comes on and says, ain't been shit since Biggie and Tupac. I'm like, that's not true. That's not and, true. And first of all, secondly, uh, Biggie was three times the MC. Tupac was. Tupac, mm. Tupac was a gorgeous big mouth um, with a, a, a faster mouth than he had a brain
1: that uh, i
0: biggie was a better mc
1: that i i would agree with i i would agree with the sentiment biggie being a superior mc however with the dynamic that you faced with the especially with the east coast west, east coast versus west coast rap scenario of that time frame you're looking at
0: i don't think but that was a fix. most most people didn't fucking care about it and and I and I'll, it's not
1: it's not that they didn't care about it. It just didn't have the same limelight. I feel that we that we have nowadays with what you because okay. For example, if I say the name Kendrick Lamar, do you know who I'm speaking of? Yeah,
0: um, one, absolutely. Uh, one uh, of um, and, and as an old guy, I'll say that I've listened to his, one of the best motherfuckers ever to yeah. grab a mic. His stuff is genius. Kendrick now, is a genius. Now, yes. now, now so. it's it's not the stuff that hypnotized me when I was 19, and I recognize that. But here's the thing um uh tupac again was a gorgeous actor with a big mouth and 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 uh again way more mouth than he had brains um, and
1: that i disagree with no, yeah. completely no tupac was by no means and, and i'm sorry to like the, the way i interpret your statement is that you're saying he was a bit ignorant
0: um, um is he, that correct he wasn't ignorant he was just young Flush with fame, in the middle of a hot gangster war with real consequences, and so was
1: Biggie. Like they were both in the same like scenario in which they just and, handled it in different regards. Like and that and that you're talking because again, like we're we're both talking from an era of rap where you still had the competitiveness, and you know what I mean by that. No, where it's just no, like no still, I'm, the, I'm
0: sorry, uh, and this is what I try, uh, Braggadocio is the spinal column of rap? It still does. N- 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 no rapper ever gets on and says, "Hey, I'm pretty good." And you know what? The other guy's pretty good too. No, you're you're the best at something. And but 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 get back to the track you picked, um, that break. And uh, those those bars are beautiful. Tell t- tell me about another piece of the song you want to play for me.
1: Lying to my mother, even stealing out of purse. Crime after crime, from drugs to extortion. I know my mother wishes she got a fucking abortion. She don't even love me like she did when I was younger. Oh, Suckin' on man. her chest just to stop my fucking hunger. I wonder if I died would tears come to her eyes. Forgive me for my disrespect, forgive me for my
0: lies. As I get older and explore some of the nineties stuff I'd ignored earlier, like for now I'm a fan of Jay Z Jay-Z stuff that I'd never heard before. But however, I'll say this. Um, Everyone thinks it's all Tupac and Biggie, but I will just say this. As a pure MC, Tupac was not as good as any member of Brand Nubian. Was not as good as Tretch from Naughty by Nature. Was not as good as Slick Rick. Was not as good as half the guys of Wu-Tang Clan.
1: That, okay. I think
0: am I wrong no I'm talking as a I pure think, MC. I, th- I, I know think, he was a superstar hold on, hold on, and he was
1: beautiful I don't think you were I don't think you're wrong I just don't think you're giving him as much credit as he is due for what he did as a musician um, uh, um, that's I, the only I, thing I'm I just I saying with. is
0: if you spent more time with me listening to what I know about what was recorded during that era right Tupac would fucking bore
1: you and i i I will give you the advantage yeah, of the fact you, that i was i was born into that era of rap. Yeah, actually Whereas, what actually was, what what, what so, year what year what year was i born ninety three um I'm almost thirty at this point, so like that was at the point where like so and and here's and here's the gulf that
0: we're arguing across my mom didn't go to Woodstock because she was pregnant with me. That's what's up. Yeah, I was born October fourth, nineteen sixty nine, and 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 I will never say Tupac too t- too shit. He was a decent rapper, huge charisma, beautiful kid. But but I will say this: um, in term in terms of like true MCs of the early nineties, he's not even in the top ten.
1: Okay, not so, not in no way, no so, how. So hear me. So hear me out on this. So I would agree with the I, I would agree with the premise. That the lyricism of Tupac is inferior to Biggie. Biggie is a like you can just listen to him spit, and no. it is it does no. supersede uh, Tupac. Uh, uh, now, and, uh, however, however, what you're running into though, the with that era of especially like with that era with and we're specifically talking the East Coast West versus West Coast concept. Uh, the East Coast naturally carried. More lyricism, okay? People from New York, you're talking Jay Z, you're talking fucking Biggie. Oh, oh, no, no, those people, those no. people. Yeah. Had well, the point well, well, of- the
0: stereotypical divide was that, um, the yeah, the East Coast rappers were all all about style and slicker. Uh, slick lyrics and uh West Coast was all jerry curl motherfuckers with Uzis spraying people down no, no, but the, no but that's, that's not that, but, no 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 It's no, uh, a common uh,
1: misconception uh, no you no, can't no uh, I'm you, talking no, about that what, what you're doing is putting them in a simple credence that what they are is where you no, get you have the no, East no Coast but I'm, I'm talking about Tupac got his
0: start with one of the greatest greatest underground rap bands Ever. He did, yes, and, which I, was don't who? Deny that. and I don't deny which, that which, fact, which, which, which was, was, I'm drawing a blank on
1: the name right now, we just talked um, about it, what uh, was it again?
0: His name was Shock G and Humpty, Humpty. Humpty.
1: he just died. And the Humpty, yes, thank you, I know we had just Digital Underground, so um, with and that, though, that was that, Oakland that, scene. That pro- that, look, going on to the point where I want to make, is that with the East Coast movement, you had more lyricism, you had writers, that they took the time to add the rhythm to it, but what they lacked was beats okay where that's don't 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 come at me saying that the west coast beats were inferior to east coast because west coast fucking superseded east coast anything but
0: but, uh, at that time well well, first of all um, let's talk about this and I'll just put put my ego down because for a while and this is one of the times that actually you know what turned me off Biggie is when I heard an east coast rapper copying g-funk styles from the west coast remember big papa I love when you. And they had that. It's like, Mm -hmm. that's fucking Dr. Dre. And, um, so uh, don't get me wrong, I fucking love West Coast. Not all West Coast that you know about. Um, King T and DJ Pooh. I know, yeah, I got you. Uh, DJ Quick. That one, that one goes over me. Oh, oh, uh, uh, and, uh, I fucking love, uh, G Funk. And, and also, uh, and also the the scene that uh, the underground scene that came up around um Souls of Mischief okay okay um uh what's the the 1992 album oh oh Bizarre Ride to the Far Side so um but anyway um I just realized that, like, I'm not saying, I'm not telling. It's it's hard to tell you that you're wrong because you're not, because you know what? You just came up and you experienced it at a different, completely different era than I was. And I'm just telling you. But the, the by the by the time the Biggie and Tupac era started, I was just kind of over it. Because you know why? I bought I bought my first fucking like rap tapes in '86 '87, by LL Cool J, Public Enemy, and Run DMC. Run and- DMC, babe. B! Yes, and, and the Beastie Boys, and I never have heard since. And then uh, I listened to nothing but hip hop till 1992, mm-hmm. and uh, by 94, I was kind of burnt out on it. I'm not saying like the stuff after that has no value, and I honestly think that Biggie's a better rapper than Tupac. But so- I okay,
1: I will agree with the sentiment. Yes, Biggie is a superior lyricist. The beats that that, that you get from Tupac supersede anything biggie made and, and even all, even the song we're currently listening to doesn't have much of a rhythm to it but, and it wasn't until modern times that it was actually interpreted as like a very specific like strong song and, when it was a modern beat and, put behind and,
0: and, it. and you know what it is uh, you and i are both looking at um the same era era and rap from completely different experiential
1: Exactly, and that's what that's the point of these discussions is that like inherently yes we may disagree with a few like tidbit points of it, but that's where we have to take it and that's where we just one of those di- agree to disagree segments but, but, I would but, like but, to say.
0: But I will say this, um the two pot uh <laughs> you got me thinking like you. The Biggie song you feature tonight is one I've not heard before.
1: Really? Okay,
0: I, okay. I I liked it. You asked me what my favorite Biggie song. It's Ten Crack Commandments." It's brilliant. Classic. I love it. Um, Structured very well. Yes. And um, but uh, but you played uh, what? "Suicidal Thoughts." "Suicidal Thoughts" from the Notorious and, B.I.G. And yeah. You know what? It's a good jam. I'm glad you played it for me. And that concludes this episode of Breakup Gaming Society. You are with uh, what am I called? The we the, are
1: the we dubbed now as the overseer. Is our boy here. He is here with everyone. We all know who he is, that voice very well. And I'm your new guy, the All Father, signing out right now.
0: Alright, until then, may you fight long and well. Long and well.